episode of Talkin' Movies. I'm one of your co-hosts, Rod Sonny. And I'm your other co-host, Sam. Emergency podcast, in a way. (laughs) Um, Sam and I, full disclosure, had already planned to record today um, for the featured episode this week. We were going to do an Attack on Titan episode. That episode will probably still come. Um, It'll just come, you know, a little bit down the road, maybe within the next week or so. Um, The reason we kind of pivoted here is because maybe the biggest movie news of the entire year maybe of our entire lives yeah like (laughs) this is kind of crazy um let's let's just do an info dump Uh, warner brothers kind of shook the entire movie universe today by choosing to not only premiere their 2021 slate of films in theaters uh through traditional exhibition methods but they also announced that they're going to be simultaneously releasing that 17 film slate uh on hbo max in the united states um this is obviously in response to the pandemic We've been talking about it a little bit here in the past couple weeks, uh, the Wonder Woman news that came two weeks ago, and then we talked about Godzilla versus Kong last week. This, um, so what basically what's going to happen here is on HBO Max, again, this is domestic only. This is only going to apply to the United States. Um, each movie that is a major release from Warner Brothers next year, and I'll, I'll list those off in a second, is going to be on HBO Max for the span of one month. They're going to come at no additional cost. If you subscribe to HBO Max, you will get these movies. Um, they'll be released in 4K. They'll be there for the full month, 31-day window. Um, and then after that, they're going to move off of HBO Max, continue their traditional theatrical window, and then they'll be back on home release when they pop up on iTunes and Amazon and whatnot for rental and purchase. Um, of this 17-film slate, we're getting movies like Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Conjuring 3, In the Heights, Space Jam 2, Suicide Squad, Malignant, King Richard, Matrix <laughs> 4, and of course, Dune, um, a few others on that list. Um, I mean, this is this is just crazy, right? Like, I your messages, the way this interaction sort of happened, I had a couple like messages from Sam. I looked over at my phone as I was working, and it was, Sam was Sam said something like, "Something is coming." I I, I can't I, like I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he drops the bomb, and I, I opened up my my Twitter DMs, and it's it's the crazy news. And I'm just like, I, I don't believe it. Like I'm like, check is this a verified account? Like is this some of these random accounts that are always on Twitter trying to troll people? It's it's just complete complete insanity. I, I, I went on my lunch break and it's one of my Twitter. And I just went to look at my phone. And I saw you know a bunch of like the critics I follow on Twitter are like, oh well, I guess the movie industry just changes in about twenty three minutes. And someone who tweets like incoming explosion in T minus two minutes. And then I'm like somebody who's like the, this, the Twitter discourse in about fourteen minutes is about to be even more fun than usual. And you know the bomb explodes and it's the fact that Warner Brothers is putting their movies to stream for a month on HBO Max for no additional cost. And the way that this changes the entire industry is something that hasn't really happened since ever. I can't really think of an example of something like this happening for the movie industry where it completely shifts the paradigm towards just complete streaming. I mean, like no one's going to leave the comfort of their homes out of fear of the coronavirus to watch a movie when they can just watch it at home through their TV. And especially these brand new movies that people have been like, you know, Clamoring to watch for. for the entire year. Was that clamoring for Wonder Woman, no, yeah. Dune, Conjuring Three? Like these are movie. These are high profile films. And like there was precedence for it. There, I did, we didn't anticipate something that as huge as this to happen. Like, we've been seeing, you know, we saw Soul be announced that's going to come into Disney Plus. We saw movies like Wonder Woman. Um, we see movies like um, I'm not I'm blanking on other examples right now. But we've seen like this trend coming ha- happening back and forth. But like for movies here and there, not for the an entire studio 
to go out of their way to put their entire movie slate for an entire year on a movie sh- or on a streaming platform like and this isn't something that's going to happen like, they say quote unquote this is just for the for the next year but this is probably a trend that we're going to see for the foreseeable future um i think boris kit tweeted out that um hold on let me find the tweet real quick well i mean if you're talking about boris kit i don't know exactly what he tweeted because i've been off twitter and that's why sam re- relayed this news to me um but i did i in reading hollywood reporters article they did basically say like they said that this is quote unquote from the press release that Warner Brothers put out there this is a temporary solution in response to the pandemic but but Hollywood Reporter's uh, article essentially said when something's broke can you really fix it and, and it is hinting at the sort of grander scheme of the movie going industry as a whole because yeah you mentioned like first off we had the Mulan uh, experiment there on, on Disney Mulan, Plus which I think you. was not as um which was not as successful as Disney would have hoped that's why they decided to put Soul on the platform for no additional charge um, but now, I mean, this opens the door in a completely different way. And the closest example that I can think of is the universal uh, deal that was done with, with a lot of movie theaters where they said the, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but remember Universal originally touted the success of Trolls on demand and then AMC was like, we're not going to play Universal movies anymore. Yeah. Um, and then we got the agreement between the two, uh, the two organizations that they were going to do a 17-day window in theaters. And we're actually going to see the fruits of that um, this weekend with Freaky which was in theaters um, at the beginning of November, end of October, um, and is now going to be hitting streaming later this week. So, like, this is the first sort of example of that Universal deal playing out. But, like, Warner Brothers' move on top of this is just completely unprecedented. The, so the Boris Kiddo tweet I was referencing says, WB can call this a quote-unquote unique one-year plan, but don't kid yourself. This is their plan for the future. So this is going to be something that we're going to be seeing for the next, you know, who knows how long? Well, I think the sort of writing was on the wall um, of like a, within the past month or so, and, and whether or not it was just because we were unwilling to accept it or whether or not it's because it wasn't clearly laid out there. But if you remember, um, and this is not something we talked about on the podcast, so this is kind of news to people that probably are not really plugged into the movie sphere. And even for people that are plugged into the movie sphere, this is a business move, so it's not really something that everybody is up to speed on. But a few weeks ago, Disney reorganize their entire organization to basically emphasize video on demand, um, basically meaning Disney Plus. Um, They reorganize their entire organization to prioritize Disney Plus as the premier thing that they are touting. Most of their resources are now going to be plugged into Disney Plus before it's going to be plugged into television or cinematic movies. Disney Plus is now the focus of Disney. And Disney is the biggest corporation in the film industry they obviously own marvel and star wars now they own uh, 20th century studios formerly fox they are the biggest entity in this uh in this entire industry they've obviously been hit in different ways as well with the resorts and the theme parks being hit by coronavirus in a certain way but disney signaling that they're reorging to disney plus um i think that's even gr- a greater like sort of what you're saying like it's it's greater than just the pandemic it's sort of them hinting at streaming is the future of movie slash television and that's where we're going to put our energy. yeah this completely changes the streaming wars essentially because of the fact that we're having studios pairing off pairing themselves off with these uh with these streaming platforms like we you know you mentioned the fact that disney has its own you know insane catalog that's supposed to come out within the next year and you know we have warner brothers pairing itself off with hbo so how is this going to affect netflix how is this going to affect amazon how is this going to affect hulu are they going to pair themselves off with like people like paramount mgm 
Amblin, uh, A24. Hulu's got a neon deal, um, and they're also owned by Disney, so we'll probably be seeing some Fox stuff show up on there. But, like, and that's the thing is, like, we've kind of seen, again, like, the writing has kind of been on the wall. The proliferation of of streaming and film industry has been kind of rolling out slowly over the past couple years because now every studio basically has their own streaming service. Obviously, AT&T, who owns Warner, has HBO, but there's Peacock, which I don't even know what studio Peacock is associated Uh, with. Is that NBC? That's NBC. NBC. So NBC is, I don't even like, CBS has their own. I don't, I don't know. There's so many, there's so many. That's the thing. We can't even keep track of them. And like, I guess the, the difference between somebody like a a Netflix and an Amazon and um, a Disney and an HBO is that like Netflix and Amazon, most of their, at least film productions were lower budget, lower scale stuff, or they were going to film festivals and acquiring. Right, right, So, right. so I, I see that continuing to be a trend, but like, you know, if, if Dune and Wonder Woman are going to be on HBO, are people going to even want to pay for Amazon Prime? Like, I know you're getting the shipping and all that, but if you're only subscribed to the video service part of Amazon Prime, like, are you going to just ditch Amazon and be like, I don't need this anymore. I can watch Wonder Woman on HBO. Like, and there's, how- there's another talking point with the fact that these are all blockbusters that you're mentioning. What's going to happen to indie- independent movies? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, that, there, was, that- there was a tweet that Sam Ismail, the, the writer, creator, director of Mr. Robot says, quote unquote, this is a controversial but exciting development. My hope is more studios will follow suit. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie. I love movie theaters, but I absolutely despise the theatrical windows nonsense. Well, like that opens up an interesting conversation, and this is kind of something that I've been sitting on the entire day while I process all of this. And I don't know if I still have <laughs> properly processed all of it, because as you all know, I like to take days upon days to process information. <laughs> we don't got that time, man. Yeah, it's just like how do I? How do we feel about this? And for me personally, like it is pretty mixed because like you know the positivity does sort of shine through the fact that we're going to be able to see these movies in the comfort of our own home we won't have to risk our lives and to alluding uh, you sent me that same smell tweet and that wasn't even anything i'd really considered but I, I do like the fact that it opens a door to a new sort of type of um consumption process that we haven't quite experienced yet and streaming i think is very good for the industry because it does give so many different filmmakers and storytellers opportunities to tell their stories on a platform. And again, like, especially in a time like now where we can't go and see movies and who knows what 2021 is going to look like. I know the, the, you know, the vaccine is supposedly coming, but we don't know what success rate is going to be or anything like that. So for them to plan out 2021, I see this being like a smart move on Warner's part. The, The part that bums me out is, I mean, this more or less foreshadows the death of movie theaters and, and, I, I personally always try to be as positive and as optimistic outlooking on things as I can. And and I don't know how film Twitter is reacting to this, but I feel like like I'm falling into that same sort of crowd of people that it's just like, oh God, like this is this is it. I well, mean okay. movie theaters are not gonna survive without and here's the other thing, like you know, adding on to that, like movie theaters are not gonna survive because they were hinging their bets on, on having movies from 2021 like Wonder Woman and like Dune being able to recover, like recover whatever they lost from 2020. And now those big movies have been taken off the slate. Sure, there are still some big movies, but they needed every single penny that was going to come into their door to be able to keep them alive. I mean, you look at AMC, who's already like filing for bankruptcy and whatnot. They did a whole thing where they were basically selling off additional shares to uh, acquire additional money to keep themselves alive. And this move, this announcement by Warner Brothers plummeted movie theaters stock prices. So that just undid whatever progress AMC had done. Now they're they basically lowered their valuation. I mean, there's there's just so much at stake here with this announcement, right? Well, well, let me ease you a little bit because there is a silver lining to this. You know, for the foreseeable future, this kills movie theater chain. 
It's like, we're not going to see Real anymore. We're not going to see AMC. You know, we might not see the Alamo until maybe whenever the, account, the economy bounces back. So for the foreseeable future, yes, movie theaters are dead. No one's going to go out of their way to watch these, th- these movies in theaters. But if you remember last year, there was talk of, you know, the, the United States government taking down their antitrust bill about, you know, movie the- movie studios owning their own movie theater chains because of right, right, how, right. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how all of that panned out. We saw that throughout from November to February until mm-hmm. the pandemic had then like all that talk stalled. This past August, that the decree from 1948 has been, you know, you know, it, they took it off like the, like, it's not law anymore. Like movie theaters, movie studios can own movie so what i'm seeing the trend will be now like the infrastructure is already there these there's going to create there's going to be there's going to be a, a vacuum created by the fact that these chains are not going to be seen anymore so what we're going to be seeing now in the future is when whenever it is that we bounce back we're going to be seeing movie theaters being owned by movie studios because they're the ones that are still being able to recoup their own money by cre- creating these business deals with these streaming platforms so once that comes back they're going to be buying up a bunch of property they're going to be buying up the infrastructure for these past movie theater chains and they're going to own their actual movie theaters like they're going to they're going to be cognizant of the fact that people still want that movie theater experience people still want to go get a bucket of popcorn sit their asses down on a huge ass screen and you know watch the next you know big drama movie big superhero movie whatever it is that people go out of their way to watch movies at the movie theater so yes they're gonna die this is probably gonna change the face of how we see movies and it's gonna be insanely tedious to go out of our way to like say go go to a disney owned movie for one movie and then go to a <laughs> warner brothers movie run Brothers theater to watch another warner brothers movie yeah but other than that they're still gonna be after once you know all that comes to fruition people can still own independent movie theater chains people can still have these movies put out on you know their own personal platforms you know it's just going to change the way that we see them because of who owns these 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 theaters now well are people like i i see what you're saying but i feel like people are going to get way too comfortable watching big blockbusters like wonder woman from the comfort of their own home i i I feel because like movie movie ticket sales had already gone down significantly over the past few years and i know box office numbers might tell you otherwise but that's because the ticket price has inflated so much over the past few years people are not going to movies and that's why a movie theater like alamo was successful because people wanted to go for the experience like movie theaters have to change beyond just studios owning them like they need to change entirely and that's why like so many of these movie theaters nowadays like amc's and regals they adopted like putting alcohol and whatnot like that was not something you saw like subscription platforms all this stuff was not there and the only reason that happened is because people were not going to the movie theater um and they were only going for these big budget movies like an avengers or like a like a a, yeah interstellar or superman or something like that like without that without those names like without suicide squad without dune without even the conjuring conjuring is one of the most profitable horrible horror franchises of all time without those movies in theaters that that spells a lot of trouble i think for those franchises i don't think so i feel like people still like going to the movie theaters even if we do see movie theaters come back it'll be in a much more scaled down sense because of what you're saying but they're not going to go away completely i don't think so at all do you think like do you think the ones that come out of this alive are like the Alamos, even though they have less resources to put to their name because they're not the size of AMC, but like they have a little bit of that more specially curated experience? I wouldn't be surprised if they pair themselves off with a studio like the same way that these streaming platforms are doing that right now. Yeah. Because like be. they're like they're just thinking of ways for them to just stay afloat. And the best way to do that now is just for them to all work together and find out, you know, these like they're gonna see like their business 
models and be like, hey, we want to we want to incorporate something like this into our future plants. Um, can we buy you guys? And then oh. you know, we're gonna be like, you know, you're gonna have that, the, these talks, these business talks, and we're gonna see like these pairing off, like seeing the Alamo Draft House uh, property of Warner Brothers. But, but it also it, is it also feels con- with. it feels contradictory to even assume that that's gonna happen though because the studios themselves are pivoting to streaming. So what makes you think, at least right now, like, you know, this could happen maybe five, 10 years down the road, but like, what makes you think that when the studios themselves are putting all their resources behind HBO Max and Disney Plus, they're going to want to go and buy a movie theater when they're saying like, because that takes away sales from themselves. If they're putting their movies on their own streaming services, like they're not going to send people to the theater too. They're, people are going to be like, I just want to sit at home and watch it. Like people, I feel like most people are not like you and me where they want to go to the big screen and see everything. People, because I mean, you look at Netflix nowadays, like you and I have talked about this time and time again how these things just pick up steam on netflix the most recent example being queen's gambit but like tiger king for example at the start of the pandemic like these things pick up steam on netflix not because they're special or they're good it's just because they're on netflix people people are sitting at home they turn on their tv they're like what's the featured item there it is so people are going to sit at home they're going to turn on hbo the featured item on christmas day is going to be wonder woman and people are just going to be like i like this i like sitting in bed with my family on christmas day not having to go out to the movie theater i can just sit here open my presents drink my coffee and watch wonder woman on my tv they don't care about the surround sound and all that they'll watch on whatever stupid sound bar they have stuck under their tv like this is what people are going to do that's what people are it's a very interesting thought to put forth you know considering how they make their money right like they're gonna they're gonna take a look back and see hey is this business model working because we don't know how this is going to pan out for them at all right we know where their their stocks are like hbo stocks are going to go skyrocketing because of the deal (laughs) but should have have invested in at&t yesterday in the future (laughs) are they able to keep afloat these 200 million dollar movies just based on subscription prices that they're gonna have to be splitting in half with hbo like is that enough for them to stay afloat to put these movies out or are they going to have to pivot and make a hybrid model of both these, you know, the this, the theater experience and also the streaming experience? Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, obviously the AMC head was the guy who came out and like was like, we're not playing Universal movies anymore. He also came out today and was making comments about this decision. He said something about how this is like jeopardizing uh, the profits by a significant amount. And, and to what you're saying about like the numbers and whatnot, I, I read somewhere that I believe it was Deadline. They reported that Wonder Woman had to do 40 percent better than Tenet did to break even. Tenet did about 350 global. So Wonder Woman would have had to make, you know, about 500 million plus. Uh, I'm doing that math off the top of my head. I'm not a math person, but Wonder Woman would have had to make 500 million plus to break even. Um, and, and that's considered like, so now you have to assume that the reason obviously that HBO is doing this, what you talked about with the Wonder Woman thing is they want to drive subscriptions to HBO Max. Um, sorry, Warner, why Warner is doing this and AT&T is doing this because they want to drive subscriptions to HBO Max. Um, it's all financially driven and so financially driven to the point where Deadline and Hollywood Reporter and Variety are reporting that like some of the filmmakers didn't even know this was happening. Legendary, who we talked about with the Godzilla thing, they didn't even know that this was happening. Warner just made the executive decision that we own this property. We need to recover money on HBO Max. We're just putting everything on HBO Max. People didn't even know this was coming down. Like they was played so close to the vest. Like, and with the Wonder Woman thing, I think that was sort of in tandem with Patty Jenkins. But like, you know, this, I feel like this decision, and again, like I'm so mixed on this thing. I'm so positive in one sense and so negative on another sense. But I feel like this decision, first off, upsets the filmmakers. Do filmmakers get upset because that relationship, they weren't communicated what their movie was going to be, what platform the movie was going to be premiered on um and then also it upsets you know movie theaters movie theaters went through so much effort and energy to actually be able to screen tenant whether it be drive-ins or, or socially distanced 20 percent full screenings 
and now Warner goes behind their back and is like, we're not going to give you the rest of our movies because Tenet failed, even though you gave us the chance to premiere Tenet. Like, this, I feel like it's going to burn so many bridges on top of all. Yeah, that's a really good point that you bring up because I was going to consider the fact that, like, you know, this is still unraveling. This is like breaking news. Like, this kid broke yeah. seven hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So we still haven't seen the reaction from these like huge heads. Like, what, what's gonna, what's Corsese going to say? What's Nolan going to say? Oh what's Fincher going to say? Yeah. What's Del Toro going to say? Yeah. Like, we have all these huge individuals who love the theater experience that are like huge cinephiles that are within the industry and within like you know people who who. You know, go you go out of your way to watch these movies because you're a fan of their right. fan of their works. Yeah, we still haven't seen what they're gonna say. We haven't seen how their reaction is gonna be. Like, hey, this is a fucking awful idea. I'm gonna stop making movies or something like that. <laughs> like, that's that's something really interesting to just to keep an eye out for because you know this broke seven hours ago. Yeah, and like you know, you mentioned Nolan. Like, obviously, Nolan's movie for this year came out, but Nolan has the relationship with the Warner Brothers. And if oh, Warner right. Brothers, if Warner right. Brothers is the reason that movie theaters fall, what does Nolan do with his relationship to Warner Brothers? Whether it impacted his movie like, or not, the whole can... reason he put Tenet out in theaters is to save theaters. Exactly. He, uh, I watched a talk with him yesterday. He did like a, a stream on Zoom. There was a book that just came out about Nolan. He did a talk with the author of the book as well as Kenneth Branagh, and and Nolan obviously we've talked about it time and time again. Also. Is like Nolan has this perception that he's very self-important. They address that article, that op-ed that he wrote in the Washington Post and trying to save cinemas and whatnot. And and he was so like you could tell that his passion was not in just trying to like put his movie out and get his way. He wasn't vain. His passion was just to make sure that movie theaters survive. And if the studio that he has a close relationship with causes the deterioration of that cinema that he loves, what does that do to them? Like that relationship with Warner Brothers, like. Warner Brothers might be burning a bridge with their biggest cash maker to this Im- point. Imagine Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan makes them more money than DC movies do because Justice League and Suicide Squad were bombs compared to what Nolan movies are. Im- imagine him just, you know, completely going completely independent. Like he funds his own movies. Right. <laughs> he, he makes his own movie theater. Yeah. He puts his own movies in his own movie theater. You have to go all the way out to LA to watch the next Nolan movie. That You know, that's an interesting proposition because obviously like Quentin Tarantino owns a new Beverly out in LA. Right. Um, Right. You know, these filmmakers, do they maybe like these champion filmmakers, do they come together and say, let's open our own theater chain, like a Scorsese, a Nolan, a Tarantino? Well, yeah, because they... like Nolan has his own theater company. So does Spielberg. So does. They all have their uh, own production company. JJ Abrams. Like, they would be able to fund this stuff, right? I would think. They could just, you know, pull the plug on these studios, like, you know, fuck you, Paramount, fuck you, Warner, <laughs> fuck you, MGM. No shade to MGM. MGM hasn't done anything. <laughs> There's like, we're going to create our own thing because we want movie theaters to stay alive. Yeah. And they're just going to try and consolidate this experience into the best way possible based on whatever they think is best for movie theaters. Sure. I, you know, I mean, there is another silver lining though. We still got, you know, uh, logos for like Godzilla versus Kong, Matrix sure. 4, yeah. Many Saints of Newark, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. There is something. <laughs> and I'm going to link the link to that, that that YouTube promotion in there is something. Yeah, there is something. And like, yeah, we are being harsh on this decision. But like, again, I'm excited to be able to see Dune now. If it, it And here's a, that brings up another idea, like another thought for me. Like Dune is still slated for October 2021, right? By October, right now, from the news that we're getting, I expect things to be relatively normal we might still have to wear masks and whatnot but i i feel like from the news that we're getting about the vaccines and whatnot 
I feel like I'll feel more comfortable going to a movie theater in October. So like, I don't know, for, from your personal perspective, do you see like this decision, you know, maybe impacting some of the movies earlier in the year with Wonder Woman and Judas and the Black Messiah, but maybe later in the year, we will be able to go and see these a little bit more comfortably? It's, it's so hard to say because I didn't think it would be this far out in March. Mm. Like, you know, the fact that this is still a pretty serious, um, you know, illness that we're dealing with. Well, to be oh. fair, Trump is no longer in office, so there's that. Yeah, well, Pfizer just like, you know, was their pledge was like, what, 100 billion vaccines within the next year? Uh, I think so. And the rollout's supposed to start this month, if I'm not mistaken. Over in England, I think UK is like yeah. the first ones. UK, to get UK it approved first. it. Yeah, I, that brings up another interesting, you know, question or point is this is a domestic only internationally these movies are still releasing in theaters do you mm. think you think so the it's like an experiment then it is an experiment it's a case yeah. study well also the u.s is much worse in terms of cases than a lot of these other countries are in a lot of these other countries movie theaters are running um regularly normally i know the numbers are still not as high but they're operating as if they were open standard it's just they I'm don't gonna, have the movies to show like i'm gonna bring this up again like demon slayer uh, <laughs> over in japan yeah i think it just created just became like the second you know biggest opening of all time for a right. movie Man. Right, but like, just do you think the international boxes box office I think, is enough to keep it afloat? I think they're just doing an experiment. They're just trying to see, uh, compare, contrast. Like, is this model good for us in the future? Being you know the hybrid model that they're doing now, like they're doing the uh, they're doing like this thing to appease us movie us movie fans to go to the theater or you know versus streaming, and they're going to compare these numbers to the numbers that they get overseas and see how these correlate. You know, are they going to make more money with the traditional model that we've all grown to love or is this new hybrid model just the future of movies so like is that like sort of an urge to people to like you know when movie theaters are safe you should still go because I, I feel like that's still the case right that's gonna be my case yeah i'm gonna go out of my way you know make a campaign on like twitter or mm. instagram whatever it is just <laughs> create like you know these graphic designs say hey like, we gotta save movie theaters you know, if you love going to movies to watch these big movies on like this immense screen with like the IMAX and all that, you got to go out of your way. Like, you know, you can still watch these old movies like on HBO. Like HBO, HBO Max has an insane catalog from like so good dates back to like the twenties. Yeah, like, you can still watch these old movies at home. But like, if these new movies come out, we got to support our you know movie theaters because if not, they're gonna disappear completely. Yeah, they they're at risk now. Like, this is the biggest sort of obstacle i think that they have to leap over even though we've gone an entire year where people are not even going to the movies like this still poses the biggest challenge i think to movie theaters movie theater owners i mean all these articles are saying that movie theater owners are completely blindsided by this thing because like we said warner kept this decision so close to the chest like they didn't tell anybody about it um I imagine that I guess it's a response, right? Like they probably saw a pretty significant tick in subscriber numbers after the Wonder Woman announcement. And like, they were like, okay, we saw this big of a jump just after a Wonder Woman announcement. Imagine what if we released, if we like after the release and after we announced all these other movies like a Dune, like that'll bring our numbers even higher, right? This could be like another, you know, they're just desperate. They want to make their money back. They want to put their movies out there. Like this is something I've been talking about endlessly since back in March. Yeah. Like either... They lose money and no one sees these movies or they lose money, but people still see these movies. You got to choose the lesser of these two evils in regards to how people perceive your, your works, these yeah. projects that you've been, you know, you know, funneling money into for like the, the, the last, you know, year, two years right. or however long this movies, these movies have been in production for. So this could be just like a desperate ploy to just save themselves from this pandemic and how like, if they just sit back and watch this unfold, mm. you know, 
movies themselves could just disappear completely because nobody would be able uh, to fund them. Please don't say that. <laughs> That's the worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case, completely worst case scenario. Um, but like, you know, to what you're saying, like they need to make their money back. I imagine the subscriber numbers, if they do come in the way that they're expecting them to come in, it will be enough to keep Warner Brothers like alive and operating at a pretty normal capacity. I, I read also, I think in that deadline piece that mentioned the Wonder Woman box office numbers, I think they also said that right now uh, HBO Max is at like eight. 8.6 million active subscribers that's tiny and they said i think it said something like there's like 27 to 28 million who haven't switched from hbo to hbo max and that's a free jump so like i'm wondering yeah if, it is like it's the same price it's the same price right? to you just have to like you just have to like go and enter your like your email address or whatever and it'll automatically update your account to hbo max you're not going to pay any different and you're obviously not going to be paying for any of these new releases like i imagine this announcement is also enough to maybe get those people to just like go and make that change on the website and just get the numbers like to where hbo or uh, at&t expected the hbo max numbers to be at launch yeah i mean i think they're just trying to play with the idea in their heads of which stream platforms are best for them and at this point you know hbo is winning that war yeah. like you know netflix isn't doing something like this you know we mentioned the fact that neon has that you know deal with hulu mm-hmm. but not to the extent that hbo is with warner brothers yeah yeah and it's not this it's not nearly the same yes yeah. yeah so i think they're just trying to find ways to just save movies as a whole mm-hmm. and like even if they have to sacrifice some pieces along the way yeah this decision also puts some pressure on roku because roku has not added hbo max to its catalog yet um and i've been i've been using my ps4 to look at hbo have max you really, yeah well i i am as luckily i have like a smart tv so i was able to put it on that but i usually use an amazon fire stick and amazon fire stick just got hbo max like within the past week or so so like that is not a problem for me anymore but like i feel like a lot of people i've seen like on twitter and whatnot recently have said like that they just don't use HBO Max because they don't, it's not on Roku and they don't want to watch on their laptop. Like, do you see that? I guess, do you see that deal now getting done within the next week or so? I should hope so because if <laughs> I would be in the same boat as them because if I didn't have my PS4, I wouldn't watch HBO. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm missing out on all that huge catalog. I'd be just watching whatever it is on Netflix or Amazon. So, I mean, like, HBO has to really put the pressure now on Roku, right? Because if, if that deal doesn't get done, then HBO is dead in the water too, right? Because like, if they don't get those Roku numbers, and Roku has like 46 million users across the United yeah, States. I was, just, I was just about to ask you what their numbers are. Uh, I, think I, I think I read 46 million. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what I read in the deadline piece. Yeah, so um, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I would love to just have the comfort of, you know, just having that ability to just use my remote to yeah. control mm-hmm. instead of having to go to my PlayStation and... <laughs> use that today's I mean, society too bad but i'm just glad i had the option we're so lazy that we can't <laughs> even like problems yeah honestly honestly <laughs> um i mean like th- that's what this entire situation is first world problems like oh no our movies are not going to be in theaters instead they're going to be in the comfort of our own homes like oh no like what a disaster like we should really not be complaining about this but it is pretty big news at the end of the day i, I think i've said my piece do you have anything else that you wanted to add to the conversation do you think that this is going to push disney to finally put their slate for next year or are you going to wait and see how this pans out for h uh warner i imagine that they're going to do a slower rollout than warner because i'm also surprised that warner did the entire year i'm surprised they didn't say like we're going to do up until june and then at june we'll reevaluate like i imagine disney based off like based off that decision that warner made i imagine that disney will be like all right let's you know let's 
see how the re- what has the reaction been like on Twitter? I know you uh, film Twitter. Film Twitter is pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. So like my, <laughs> my that was my assumption. So like my imagination is that Disney's like, let's see what Warner does. This is how people responded to Warner. Now let's do it in response. But to that. I will say this: they're on the same side as you are. Like, it's, it's like you know, it's a it's a mixed reaction. Like they're glad they're going to finally see these movies, but they're all scared of what's going to happen to movie theaters. Yeah. It's just this this two thing. There's two way things to think about this thing is just the fact that you know you love movies. Mm-hmm. What's this going to happen to the way I perceive movies? Yeah, it's bittersweet. I guess is the best yes. way best way to uh, phrase it. Um, but I guess that's... that'll bring us to a close, right? You don't, you don't have any additional thoughts here? No additional thoughts, man. All right. Yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> that was that. Let's see how these uh, this news continues to roll out over the next you know couple of days as we do our news update on Sunday. So we'll probably have a little bit more details on what we can discuss in terms of front of what HBO Max is really doing by that date so come back and join us then but that'll bring us too close for this episode sam let people know where they can find you online you can find me on my twitter at sam zero so and on my instagram at sam osorio o-s-o-r-i-o you can find me at rodsa236 as always be sure to uh, check out our show notes for resources on black lives matter also be sure to rate review and subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and family you can find us on apple spotify anchor and all the other popular platforms uh attack on titan episode is still up in the air hopefully we'll get that done news episode is coming this weekend and uh we'll have a lot more stuff to discuss and related to the Oscars, so come back and join us for that.